Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Linda. It's Jazz. This is Kathy. And you have tuned in to another episode of Potent Dose of Three. We're here to bring you that weekly dose. So we're going to jump right into this episode because this is part two of last week's episode. So let's get into it. Let's go. Well, Kathy, I'm really proud of you. I mean, I think hearing like everything you've been through, it gave me like um even more respect for you knowing like everything you've overcome and don't ever let anyone make you feel that you're not good enough because you are thanks you're more than good enough (laughs) thank you guys but yeah so if somebody's out there that their english is not their first language just keep fighting keep trying to well for me reading was like my escape and then um because you know you get really into the books and you're also learning so if you don't know the language, start reading, start watching movies with subtitles and you will understand the language better. Mm-hmm. And then just keep fighting. Even if you if they tell you, oh, you're not good enough, you're not going to make it that use that to work harder and then you will get where you want to be. Yeah. And I feel like that that can be the case for anyone that's uh, struggling with just reading and writing in general. It's like you built your vo- vocabulary when you expose yourself to more resources like so reading in general because you were a big reader Mm -hmm. i remember like high school you loved reading she always like carry was it twilight yeah (laughs) Uh, (laughs) twilight so i was like if you're like read just read and write down you read something you don't know the word write it down look it up and that's how you built your vocabulary even in your confidence in reading as well honestly yeah like so in doing my secondaries too like we we didn't have like the best english um you know, background and um, in writing my secondaries, like I don't know a lot of words. My vocabulary isn't big, but I'm learning through writing and through trial and error. That's how you learn trial and error. Trial and mm-hmm. error. Yeah. Yep. Because my grammar is not as not as it where it should be. Um, it's not terrible, but it could be improved. Yeah, grammar um, is it's another one. Grammar is ho- for me. It's really hard. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's I know. All, that's why we need like some baby steps. I was gonna, I was gonna say something else. I honestly kind of forgot. But so let's just keep talking. Okay. Um. Oh, I guess I'll just ask you a question. Um, writing, because I know it's writing is a struggle, and I hate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> writing is a struggle for me. That's how we like started, like opened up this episode. Mm-hmm. Jasmine, she's talking about writing her secondaries. That was a struggle. I honestly do not like writing. I hate it. How do you? Because I know uh, you shared this before, but even with your undergrad, that's why I asked about undergrad. Because um, I know you had like this teacher that kind of like ripped up, like ripped your writing apart mm-hmm. into shreds and everything. Mm-hmm. Is that an insecurity for you or you just go with the flow? <laughs> no, it's also an insecurity. And it's funny because right now in literature, we have to write a lot. And then I kid you not, I did all my homework, all my community health homework, all my assignments. The writing was the one that I pushed to the end. I hate it. I hate it. Like, it's just, I, I look at the problem and I'm like, oh dude and then he wants apa and he wants reference and he wants all that and i'm like these articles are already hard to read and now i have to put up information about it in this and then like i was telling you guys before we start recording i have to do the discussion replies and he wants it to sound like professional scholarly yeah and i'm like can i just say good job i agree with you reply that's it no 
I have to go into detail. So writing, I hate it. It's really hard. I had a really hard time writing. And I think that's also why I lost in in opportunities in my life because of writing. Because you're writing. Because, um, like, um, I wanted to apply to UCs. And then there was a lot of writing and I was getting help with this lady, but the lady stopped helping me. So I was like, F it. I'm not going to apply to no UCs because it's a lot of writing. I have nobody to proofread. And I know if I write it, it's not going to be good enough because I know my English is not good enough. But you're basically just wasting your time writing. Yes. Yes. So I feel like I have left opportunity to go because I always need somebody to read my stuff mm-hmm. or I need like, you know, like proofreading and rewriting and rewriting and then into like, it's like good enough. Good enough to write. even submit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Language is a really big barrier for minorities in achieving like healthcare or in, in finding a profession in healthcare. I was actually reading, um, no, not reading. I was on TikTok and um, I was I came across this video, um, this Latino doctor, and he mentioned this happened like 10, maybe 10 years ago when he was trying to apply to medical school. And um, his first language was Spanish. And he had all the qualifications. His resume was great. He had experience. He had volunteer um, um, experience. He had a mentor. So he was doing everything you need to do to get into medical school. Um, I think his everything was good. And then like, you know, they make you take like a bunch of tests. I don't know what test it was, but it was like, I guess like a grammar English test. And he didn't do too good in it, but everything else was good. And he applied to this medical school and he got rejected or denied. And um, I guess his mentor told him to um, fight it or like, you know, to message them and see what he could do. And he was able to ultimately get into medical, into the medical school. But this is a barrier for people of color, people who don't speak English. And it's just sad. Like, you know, you saying that, like you, you didn't go to UC and that was your dream. Mm-hmm. You know, you wanted to go. And it was because a lot of the schools still, um, they like rate you based off of language. And we live in the United States. We speak so many languages in, in this country. And it's sad that that's still a big barrier for people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it- then... Also, I think that's why, so my son, he's two years and he hasn't talked. And that's something that I get worried about him. Now that like we are talking about it, that I'm like, what is he going to speak? Is he going to speak English or is he going to speak Spanish? Is he going to have an accent? It's, because I don't want him to go through what I went through. You know, even though he was, he was born here, I want him to, I don't want him to get bullied. If that makes sense. Yeah. And then that's why I'm so stressed about the fact that he hasn't talked yet because I'm like, ah, he's falling behind. I don't want him to fall behind because, you know, like it's just a stressor for me that I just realized I'm like, oh, damn, maybe that's why I'm so stressed about him not talking because, you, you know, don't want him that, to go through the same thing that you went through. That's probably a big thing. Yeah. But the, he has someone you you speak English and he He's actually going to be great. He's he's going to speak Spanish and English. That's amazing. Yeah, he's going to be bilingual um, from the beginning. He's going to be he's going to be good. Yeah. And you're keeping an eye on him. He'll yeah. be okay. And honestly, the, speaking of that, the schooling systems here are not that great. So it, it is important where you send your child. Like it, it's crazy because poor poor communities like the mm-hmm. one we live in. Mm-hmm. Like it's very hard to find a school that 
will teach your child like what they need to be taught. So you probably would have to spend extra money to send them to like a good school. Unfortunately, not a lot of people have the income income to do that. Because I was literally just talking to my my sister about this um like with my niece i have like an an older niece and it like pissed me off because i feel like she's falling behind so much she's maybe in like third grade right now but like just i feel like even though like jasmine and i we complain about like the private schools we went to but even then compared to the the education system that other people are given that maybe go to a public school now i'm not saying all public schools are bad but it's like they give like the bare minimum. And right now what I'm seeing with my niece, like she's behind and she should be like way advanced than what she is now. And it's more so the school. And I'm like, why aren't the teachers taking her out the classroom for providing her extra steps. stuff that they did with me growing up? Like I was struggling at some point, but because I was struggling, I got the extra help that I, I needed so I can at least be able to to keep up with other people. So it's it's this education it, system here is, it sucks. Oh, honestly. it's really hard. Like in writing my sorry, in writing my secondaries, like I'm like rethinking of everything, you know, like that we've been through and what continues to go on. Um, and COVID did not help the situation no, either. Gosh, not um, it, it it made everything worse. Um, people are like even more financially behind. They're more sick all these other problems that it caused people are not paying attention to their children's education system right now yeah you know yeah yeah and also and it's funny because this is what i learned when i came here it so the public school that are good they're in the upper neighborhoods yeah oh yeah of course yeah like so in the rich you, people neighborhoods, and that's you why your, that. your your zip codes matter. Exactly. You yeah. So the zip codes matter a lot. And then that's when I, because I'm, hello, I have a kid, so I have to think about these things. And then I'm like, okay, when he grows up, we might have to like, I have to go through like the public schools or to the private schools and I got to work harder so he gets the education that he needs. And that's why I think that the minorities have such a hard time in their public schools that are around because of our of the hood that we're in systemic racism yeah mm-hmm. and it's like part of like redlining because a lot of parents won't usually people who come from like poor families or just broke like poor homes a lot of the times the parents won't their don't want their kids to experience the same struggle but when you have that poor like when you live in the your zip code matters a lot of the times you have to send your kid within the, your own school district. So mm-hmm. even though yep. you live in East Oakland, you want to send your kid out to, what's a, a good? Um, uh, Oakland Hills. Oakland Hills, some, like a school, like somewhere. Mm-hmm. You In order to even apply for that school, you, you have, have to, to have that address. And you have to show you, proof. You have to have show proof. So mm-hmm. what some people do is that they'll have, maybe have a family member that lives somewhere over there and they'll use their family member's address. But it's like, why do we have to do all of this just to give your child like a better, a better, a better educa- education? And it's like, like a better chance. A chance. I don't even like, I don't even see it as a better education, just a, a chance, chance to make it. Yeah. And you need that with like, yeah, education. But that's another thing of like keeping, trying to keep um, people of color Marginalized. behind. Yep. Yes. Because it, it it's, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. It, it forces mm-hmm. them into a cycle. Yeah. And it, then because if you don't, if you don't get out, your generation your children will stay in 
then your children have to stay in, either stay in or get out. It's it's a cycle. It's a cycle. And that's why it frustrates me too with all these like um, applications for even med school, just college in general. It's like all like a test. It's a test and it's trying to, again, pe- keep people of color behind because a lot of times, like we had said in this episode, our parents did not even go to college. Like maybe high school was like the the furthest that they've gone. So of course, a lot of the times when their child goes to school, they have to learn that, learn the material on their own. Mm-hmm. But these tests are given them when you apply to colleges and everything. These tests are given. They're hard for us in a sense, mm-hmm. but like other students who already have that background, it's easy for them in a way. But it's hard for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then that was another struggle that I had coming from Colombia. So in Colombia, you go straight up to college. But here I had to find everything. And my parents didn't know anything. And my family members didn't really help. So it was just like me trying to figure it out like what. Because in Colombia, just go straight up to university. But here it's like you go to college and then university. Or you could go straight up to university. So it was just the lack of like resources my, yeah and, and then like i couldn't ask guidance. my dad like oh dad help me with this personal statement he doesn't speak english oh like dad like personal what <laughs> yeah yeah because over there you don't even apply like personal statements no like you take a test and then it's depending on how you score on that test that's the major that you could go in and got apply. It. Mm-hmm. and here it's just like you gotta take the sat the act and then i remember my parents work really hard when they come to the sat and i felt so bad because they bought it, they bought the SAT book for me, mm-hmm. and I barely looked at it because I was like, "It's big." <laughs> I was like, "Like, who wants to do this?" Yeah, I was like, "I don't want to do it." And I just did like a few, but I didn't do the whole thing. I did well, thank God, even though I fell asleep in half the test. Oh gosh! But it's just like the like you were saying, like if you come from like parents that are already in college and already been through all of this, it's a breeze. But if you come from parents that they barely made it, have to work, it's yeah. hard. You have, you have to work twice as hard. And it's yep. funny because some people like don't realize this mm-hmm. because no. I went, remember I told you I went to, um, I volunteer. So I was being placed in like a special clinic or whatever within my volunteer opportunity. And I went to go get like my scrubs, um, like, um, Embroidered. Embroidered. Thank you. And um, the employee there was like, oh, like, um, that's awesome. You're moving up in the clinic. What do you want to do? And I was like, oh, I want to be a doctor. Um, And she was like, oh, that's great. The last person that came, um, they wanted to be a doctor, too. Um, And then they're like, "Um, their parents were doctors as well. And then, like, she said, I forgot what she said, but she was like, um, she said something to make me feel bad and she was like something about like oh why aren't you why are you still applying or why haven't you applied or something like that basically why aren't you where you supposed to basically and i was like ma'am like i it's a struggle that i even got to this point Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. yeah i busted my butt to even graduate like i didn't even know how to apply for fafsa like all of these little things that you don't think affect you or um are a barrier are a barrier mm-hmm. he may not even have to, had to apply to fafsa because his parents had the money because his parents were doctors yeah. right you know mm-hmm. um maybe he had tutors you know all these other things maybe his school the zip code like you said big difference because when i went to um so when i went to i went to alameda high mm-hmm. okay and i went to bishop Bodau. 
Bishop Bedard is a private school. It's a nice, really it's, nice school. It's a very school. nice it's private very school. Nice I went school. there for two years. And I remember when I got there, after having come from um, our school. Did you St. Elizabeth and St. Bernard? Yeah. Oh, so, you didn't go to St. Elizabeth. No, Saint Bernard. after coming from mm-hmm. St. Bernard, I got into Bishop Bedard and I was placed in all the remedial classes. Remedial math, remedial English. Okay. I busted my butt to make sure that I got everything I could from that education because I was like, my parents are paying for this. Um, I'm going to get everything I can from this. Like, this is one of the best schools I've ever been to. Like, I'm going to get it all. And it's nice because I've been there. It was, I remember when I did the <sighs> tour there. I was like, oh, my I was, sister, I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't smart enough to get in. <laughs> no, I wanted to get in, but my parents didn't have the money for it. I wanted to go. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to get it all. And when I left, like, because my parents didn't have the money so I could finish the last two years, like, I was really sad because I was like, I learned so much in these two years that I I learned more in those two years than I learned in my whole St. Bernard, like, school. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it, yeah. O'Dowd is, like, a very prestigious school. Yes. Like, it, though it's in, the, it's in Oakland. It's in East Oakland. A lot of families who don't even live in Oakland, which is another thing. It's not fair. Mm-hmm. They'll send their kids to O'Dowd. Mm-hmm. But they don't live in that. They don't have that area code. But because O'Dowd is such private. a private a good school they'll literally dry far just to send their all the way from concord because i've heard it (laughs) yeah so when i left i was really sad because i was like wow like it hit me i was like like uh, the first thing i thought was like wow everything like all my potential like these two other years that i could like get this amazing education like where would i end up you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i went to alameda high which is a good school too Mm -hmm. it's a really good for a public school yeah Mm -hmm. it's a really good school in alameda yes but let me tell you something as we were learning, I was like, this is not anywhere near to what I was receiving at Bishop O'Dell. Like, it hit, that's where it hit me where it's like, people who can't afford it, this is what we get. Like, yeah. And you were able to compare the differences. I was. That's the thing. You were I was. able to compare the differences because you went to O'Dell for two years and then, then tran- transferred to Alameda. So you were able to see, like, you it's different the differences in education and that was still considered a good school and that's the thing that like really was like and, this is, and yeah. this is considered a good school what i was like what's going on in the bad schools that's that's what i thought yeah, that's literally what i thought it. levels to it and then i was also tell, able to tell the difference from when i went to came from colombia to here whatever like there was like sixth grader seventh grader i was i already knew and I had already just, I had already taken it years back. I'm like, oh, I already know this. I already know that. And I'm like, what the heck? I was like, they're behind here. And I, I always tell my dad that when I would get mad. And I was like, they're behind here and they're bullying me. Yeah, they're trying to <laughs> call me dumb, but I know more than them. I just can't speak it, but I know what's going on. Kathy's all like, they're calling me dumb. I don't have the, um, I don't know how to tell them they're dumb in English. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I know this, I know that. And then he'll like, he'll tell me, it's okay. But you, you, you're not here for that education. You're here for the language. So if you're if you're not, just pass that. Yeah. I just learned the language. language. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's a good way to look yeah. at it. So that's yeah. why he would tell me that. But yeah, if yeah. you could tell from one country to another, and then now it's crazy. Yeah, it's it's levels to everything. Because even like listening to you guys talk and how I was saying that... Um, that you know you don't have parents or you didn't have parents to go to, to to help and then realizing you guys you two are the oldest in your family so you had to you basically you didn't have like no one kind of kind of to go to at all with me it's like at least i have my older brother like he already he went to college he's graduated did all of that so i wasn't as far behind in like 
needing to search your resources because I knew I can ask him for help. And with you two, it's like you you are the oldest. So you kind of have to figure it out on your own or talk to a school advisor. It's like, OK, yes, I'll talk to a school advisor. But I know like I can hit up my brother and be like, hey, I don't know this or I need help with this. Per- you I, I need you to read over my personal statement. So though I can go to my parents, at least I had him. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's I'm being slim. the oldest just has like it's, <laughs> puts a pressure. lot of pressure it puts a lot of that. pressure and it's funny because okay so i was in tiktok <laughs> and there was this tiktok that he, it hit me hard like i was like i wasn't gonna cry because i was in a public setting and i was like don't <laughs> no. be a so i was like it don't was, cry was <clears throat> yeah so i was like i'm not gonna cry i'm not gonna cry i know <laughs> and then sorry and then um because he says something like you know you're in healthcare because you're willing to take care they're like you're the old. You were the oldest at one point, and you had to take care of everybody. Mm-hmm. And now you're not minding taking care of other people. Oh. And then I was like, I said more. I don't no, remember I, what I've, it I've was. seen him. I've seen him. And I was like, yeah. so that's why I want to be in healthcare because <laughs> I have to take because it's you're the truth. so used to taking care I, of everybody. I had to. I have to like. I have to put everything together. Like when my parents were not there, I had. I had to provide food for my brother. I have to take my brother to school. I have to make sure he was okay. I had to make sure he did his homework. Even aside from your brother, even your parents, like you said, you had to learn the language so you can help your parents. Yeah. So it's like you were like trying to figure it out for everybody. Yeah. So it's like being the oldest, it puts even more pressure because you have to just take care of all these little things. And it's funny because they're like, yeah, you take care of everybody, but who take care of you? And that's when it hits even more. You're like. That's when it starts getting deep. Yeah. That's when therapy "Mm." needs to come in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Carlos <No. laughs> seriously so yeah I feel like as an older um, sibling without having somebody to help you with nor family to like lay on lay, lay back on mm-hmm. um, finding these resources especially when we come f- where like Latinos we're minorities we live in the hood we are it's hard it's hard. It is hard. It's hard. But it's 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 survival. Pretty. Yeah. We literally have no options. So it was like survive the fittest. But the thing is, like again, like we're breaking that cycle, which is good. Yeah. Like so, like you said, you, you're looking at your kid. It's like you want more for him. Basically, you don't want him to go through what you went through, and you're basically you're changing it. No, you are, and that's why, like. You know, you talk about the fear that you have for Tiago, and I don't. I mean, obviously, I'm not his mom, <laughs> but like, I know you're gonna do right by him. Like, I know you are. So. Yeah, I'm trying to because, like, I already started like, uh, like savings for his school mm-hmm. because I want to make sure he has like proper schooling. Mm-hmm. And then he's two, but he already has the savings there. Like, you just know? in case, yeah. yeah. When he's when he's when he's uh huh ready or like you know. So I could just put him through. Mm-hmm. That's good. You're thinking mm-hmm. ahead. He'll be okay. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope you picked up something from this episode. I hope it helps. And you guys try to maybe apply the tools that we give you when you're learning a second language. It doesn't have to be English. You could also, you could also apply it to other languages. Yeah, any language. Even yeah, English language itself. And if you're struggling out there, you're hitting some roadblocks, barriers. It's okay. Learn from them. Get better. Stay motivated <laughs> and don't let anyone tell you you can't do anything because you decide that for yourself. Yep. That's the thing. You decide your yeah. own future. Mm-hmm. 
there will be struggles, but you decide. Um, yeah. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. You can email us at a potent dose of three at gmail.com. You can also DM us on in- Instagram. Follow us as well. Don't just listen, but I also follow us at a potent dose of three. And also you can follow me at Linda the FNP. Peace. Bye. Ciao.